Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, my fellow Liberty lovers, wherever you guys are listening in from. This is Amber S. from Living with Freedom Ministries, and today is third Tuesday PMA. Today is also already episode seven of the Living with Freedom show. And because today is third Tuesday PMA, I want to give you guys just a little bit of a reminder on what that even means. So... To reintroduce myself, my name is Amber S. I am a mother. I'm a natural health care provider. I'm the director of a ministry. I'm a homeschool advocate. I'm also a freedom of medical choice advocate or a medical freedom advocate. And over the years, I was really forced to dive in and learn the protections available to us within the private domain. After learning many of the things that really are no longer commonly taught in our society, I knew that the only choice I had was to learn as much as I could and then to use that knowledge to educate others and help them to properly implement their own protections. I believe government was established for a specific purpose, and that is the purpose they should be limited to. And that purpose does not include interference in our private lives. Um, So as a reminder to our listeners, I am a senior certified uh, PMA advisor. PMA, again, stands for Private Membership Association. I was taught by David Edwards. Some of you may know that name. Some of you may not. He is based out of Texas, and he has been working in constitutional law for, gosh, like 38 years now, um, maybe a little bit more. So literally longer than I've been alive. (laughs) And he has brain dumped on me more than I, you know, could really imagine. Um, So that I could just kind of glean this knowledge from him and make sense of it all so I can then share and help others too. So what I do as a PMA advisor through my ministry, Living with Freedom, is I help provide education about PMAs, the different types of things you can do in a PMA. Um, I also help draft documents to establish your own PMA. They're unincorporated. They're non-statutory compliant. Another way to say that is they are constitutional compliant. So it's kind of going up the food chain in the hierarchy of law, which I love. I love getting back to as close as God as we possibly can get. And because today is, well, I guess I'm going to rewind, because this month, August, is National Wellness Month. And for any of you guys who are medical freedom lovers, you know that some stuff has been going down in the news about one of our beloved medical freedom doctors having her license indefinitely suspended. We're going to talk about that a little bit later Um, And that's actually kind of the reason I'm focusing on 
or I guess that's the topic or the category I'm focusing on today on Third Tuesday PMA, because with it being August and National Wellness Month and this happening, this is a serious attack, you guys, on our health choice, on our medical freedom. And so I have a solution, a solution that we all really should know about and start taking back our rights, our liberties, and our freedoms. I also want to remind everybody that today is National Relaxation Day. One of the things that I've been trying to do on our Tuesday show is just highlight a random holiday of the day. I like to use nationaltoday.com. And there's other holidays to do if relaxation day is not your jam or if you feel like you've been relaxing too much already this summer, let's do something else. I like to focus on relaxation because most of us are used to the nine to five grind, work, 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 um, till your fingers bleed kind of thing. And it's just part of our culture to become workaholics. And it's often seen as a sense of pride. And I want us to shift that because, as most of you have probably heard ad nauseum, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. And also being Wellness Month, this ties into that as well. So today's topics are just beautiful, you know, coming together so beautifully that I want to share a few ideas that you can do to really focus on relaxation and just focusing on self-care. Self-care is really the heart of it. One of my favorite things to do, it has become a, it's a new favorite, (laughs) is an acupressure mat. You can also get acupressure pillows. You can get them, um, you can get acupressure mats to stand on, to lay on. I have one that you can lay on and it has come in handy, you guys. It helps me stay grounded. It helps me just kind of get back to a a state of being neutral, especially when life gets really stressful. If I've had a long day or if I've been driving in the car a lot, which I do several times a week. Um, For the ladies out there, guys, I apologize if this is TMI, so plug your ears or take note for your women and for the women in your life. (laughs) But, and, not but, and, when it's monthly time, ladies, and there's a little discomfort going on laying on that mat for like two minutes totally takes away at least for me personal experience at least for me takes away that discomfort from the cramping and you know the back pains that can happen and all that stuff so if you know you know (laughs) it's one of those things um I honestly got my acupressure mat from Amazon I've used a couple different ones from friends who've had them. An acupressure mat is an acupressure mat. I don't necessarily notice any significant difference between them. Now, when you start to get the ones that are, I don't want to say infused with, but maybe that is a good word, um, infused with, like, different crystals um, that can help produce soothing uh, frequencies and things like that, there are some high-tech things you can do. But just at a bare minimum, the acupressure mat and that whole, um, you know, thing with our bodies and the different nerve points, there is something to it. I will say I am a firm believer of it. 
if I ever get to experience acupuncture, I would definitely, you know, try it. So that's my tip for National Relaxation Day. Get some lavender oil diffusing if you have some lavender candle. I'm not an advocate for candles anymore because um, of smoke being a carcinogen. But if that's all you have right now, you know, do what you can. Do the best you can with what you have. So get some lavender in your environment or take a lavender bath, whatever. And then lay on the acupressure mat for as little as two minutes. I like to lay on it for 15 to 20 minutes, although last night I fell asleep on it. Um, So definitely do something, though, to embrace National Relaxation Day. Now, I also want to touch on the word of the day. As listeners have have discovered about me, I am a nerd. I love studying language, understanding semantics, and why our words carry so much meaning and why it's so important to be very specific about the words that we use. And part of that right now for me is studying Black's Law Dictionary. I'm using the 1990 edition. And the word of the day is abet, A-B-E-T. We've often heard this term in aiding and abetting to a crime, right? So the official definition, according to Black's Law Dictionary, for the word abet is to encourage, incite, or set another on to commit a crime. This word is usually applied to aiding in the commission of a crime, To abet another to commit a murder is to command, procure, hire, counsel, encourage, induce, or assist. And that was quoted in Wyatt versus United States. There's, you know, more citation, but you can find this dictionary um, in PDF form for free online somewhere. Another version of the definition is to facilitate the commission of a crime, promote its accomplishment, or help in advancing or bringing it about. And that's state versus Lord. Another case says, in relation to charge of aiding and abetting, term includes knowledge of the perpetrator's wrongful purpose and encouragement, promotion, or counsel of another in the commission of a criminal of the criminal offense. And that's state versus JR Distributors Incorporated. Another definition with um without a citation, like a uh, case citation is a French word combined of two words, a and better or beater, B E T E R, to bait or excite an animal. <laughs> Isn't that a little bit fitting for that? So the word of the day is abet. I'm going to just review that very first sentence. It's to encourage, incite, or set another on to commit a crime. I feel like this is a really important one, especially in terms of the wacky craziness of the world today. Because when we're looking at all of these different laws that we have in place, there's federal regulations, there's state regulations, all these different things. And what really gets determined in criminal court versus civil court 
it's really good to know your boundaries. And when I say boundaries, I mean, I know. Hang on, let me rewind that. What I mean by that is knowing what you're doing, why you're doing it, what the implications are. So really having a solid idea of what's going on in your world. Um, Just fair warning, I forgot to close the door. So I heard someone in our parking lot, if the dogs go crazy, I will mute myself for a moment until that subsides. I apologize in advance if that needs to happen. So I encourage you to start studying law, whether it's studying Black Law Dictionary. Honestly, I do a page at a time or even a um, a row. So on each page, there's like two columns, kind of like you see in the Bible, right? So what I like to do is I'll pick either a row or a page. I'm going just down the alphabet. I feel like that's the easiest way to keep track of what I'm doing, but as I'm doing, I'm also highlighting and taking notes of words that I find interesting or applicable to the work that I do in terms of like what people could get challenged with, you know, lawfully um, in the legal system, what people might face for challenges and how they can prepare for those challenges to, you know, protect and defend themselves as well as their rights. So to move on with today's topic, (laughs) if you're on social media, you've probably, or if you've been in the medical freedom world for a while, you have probably been inundated with information about Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. That's our topic of the day and kind of why I am sharing what I'm sharing. I just realized I forgot to open one of my additional tabs. So while I read this, I'm going to be pulling that up. Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, if you are not familiar with her, is an amazing and very, in my opinion, very intelligent woman. And she's done a lot of work, a lot of research, and frankly, a lot of whistleblowing on how the system handles those who don't want to get poked with the jabs. Any jabs, not just, you know, the one of the last four years. Any jab. She's been in this for Longer than I have, that's for dang sure. I've been a closet medical freedom advocate since about 2013, 14, and definitely more public and open only since about 2019, uh, maybe 2020. So there's a lot of players in this, and she is one of the big ones. And I don't mean players as in manipulative and, and you know, the, the negative actors or players. She is one of the good guys. So this is definitely not surprising, but still heartbreaking. Um, she has a sub uh, Substack website. I'm going to read it. It's um, doctor, like dr com. And right now it's the first article at the top, but it was posted August 13th, so two days ago. It's titled The Ohio Medical Board Hearing by Dr. Dr. Sherry Tenpenny. I'm only going to read a small excerpt, and this is from her attorney's testimony in this um, medical board hearing. She goes on to really describe how 
uh, how manipulative this hearing really was and just it's cringy <laughs> to use a very uh, modern word it's very cringy but anyways here is her attorney Tom's testimony um, she did make a note that it was slightly edited for readability so just know if you happen to see the recording um, the the wording in the audio versus in text might be ever so slightly different. So he said, there are no allegations that Dr. Tenpenny hurt any client or any patient. There are no allegations that she's defrauded anybody or that she's done anything illegal or illicit. Rather, we're having an investigation on a procedural matter and looking at the recommendation of indefinite suspension of our medical license for failure to cooperate, something that we absolutely disagree with. In fact, when we looked into the charge of failure to cooperate, it's quite clear that we've made a very good faith effort to cooperate. We objected to bad inquiry or bad faith inquiry, which is evidence of cooperation. It is not evidence of failure to cooperate. It's absolutely the opposite. Under the law, we have the absolute right to object to something we disagree with. And you, the board, certainly have the right to go to court and request that we be forced to respond to your inquiry in more detail. But that didn't happen. Additionally, there was no definition of failure to cooperate provided, nor failure to respond, depending on what you call it on any given day. I am also going to read one of the board members' uh, prepared statements on the record, too. And Dr. Sherb, Sherry Tenpenny really does a good job of explaining why this board member's prepared statement is so telling of the court systems we have today. It's disgusting. It's absurd. It, it's And there's actually two different quotes I'm going to um, list here, but both of them are, are absolutely horrendous and why you need to know your rights and how the court systems work, especially the court system, if you have to deal with anything court related, how the court system that you are having to deal with works because criminal court works different than uh, civil court, works different than family court, works different than medical board courts. Um, so that's really important to know. But at a base, at a base, as a baseline, taking that how to win in court without a lawyer course is vital to get started on learning how to assert and defend your rights. Since I did mention the course, I will do a shameless plug really here, quick, or really quick here, <laughs> words. And let's see. Oh, is it gonna be weird for me? It is going to be weird for me. All right. During the commercial break, I will pull up that um, affiliate link or referral link for the How to Win in Court Without a Lawyer course. If you are a new listener here, uh, I'll share that during the commercial break um, about that course. But I highly recommend it. So here is the next excerpt by Dr. Sion, one of the board members. I have some comments as well. 
then I want to first state about what this case is and what it isn't. I just feel like there might be some confusion. You know, this case is not about Dr. Tenpenny making comments about how when you're vaccinated, 5G towers get interfered with. It's not about Dr. Dr. Tenpenny saying when you're vaccinated, your body becomes magnetized. It's not about any of that, right? Really, it is about this whole issue of cooperation or not only on that point. Throughout this article written by Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, you will find her sharing information about how her lawyers have responded in a timely manner to every inquiry the board has sent her way. More so, I have a feeling it's a matter of they didn't like the responses she was giving. And that's another thing about this how to win in court concept. You do not have to just blindly respond to every inquiry. There is due process and there is a certain procedure by which officers must behave um, during a deposition or a court interview. There is a certain procedure. There's options for objections. Um, Even in court, it's not just a free-for-all for the lawyers. There are procedures and things that must be done in a certain way, in a certain order, or using a certain method or technique. And knowing those are going to help protect you and what you should say and not say. Um, But we know medical freedom advocates have been under fire for, gosh, decades now. But really in the last decade, it has become very extreme. The last thing I want to read for you guys before we go to a commercial break is what Dr. Tenpenny says. Here's a snip of what the state AG, so Attorney General, actually said. Um. Okay, it scrolled funny. He said, or she said, I don't know if the attorney general is male or female. They said, if we were to take up Mr. Renz or take Mr. Renz up on his procedural suggestions, what would happen is a complete breakdown of the process of investigations. Every time somebody thinks, oh, this investigation was brought in bad faith, we'd have to run the court We'd have to get the judge to sign off on it. Despite the fact that we can't disclose the basis for the investigation, we'd have to go through these steps over and over and over again. Justice delayed is justice denied. If we have to go through that, these cases will take hours. And Dr. Tenpenny is very right. She said, so due process just takes too much time. If I were Chris Ann Hall, I would be all over this like white on rice. Unfortunately, I am not, but I do know her spirit and um, her heart (laughs) just by studying her and, and following her for so long. This is where things break down, by laying down and letting this kind of stuff happen. Now, I fully trust that Dr. Tenpenny's attorneys are on this. They are all over it. They are ready to appeal. They are doing things in the background to to remedy this and make sure that due process is 
correctly followed. But a lot of people don't have the resources to, you know, to fight. Or they're just so exhausted or scared they don't have fight in them. That's something that we've got to change, you guys. We need to stop bending over and taking it from a perceived authority. We must start to remember that we are we the people. And that the government and government employees work for us. Now, I am not advocating for any sort of violence or behaving in a disrespectful way. We can be respectful and hold boundaries. Absolutely, we can do that. So I am not inciting any sort of violence or aggression or or anything of the sort. There are checks and balances that we can learn to hold things like this accountable so that they don't continue to happen. But we have to know how that process works to be able to do it. Otherwise, we just feel hopeless and like a caged animal ready to attack. And we don't want that. We don't need that. Before I go on to the next part here um, in segment two, I am going to pause for a commercial break. During that break, I will pull up the link for the How to Win in Court Without a Lawyer course. And so I'm going to mute myself and we will go to a break. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever and whenever you're tuning in from, my fellow Liberty lovers. This is Amber S. from Living with Freedom Ministries, reminding you to tune in on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific time for the Living with Freedom show, where we'll embrace what living with freedom can look like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and in everyday life. That's 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific, here on Freedomizer Radio. Looking for something different? Looking for something fun? Join Dan every Monday on the Freedomizer Network, 9 to 10.30 Pacific, noon to 1.30 Eastern, for Common Sense with the educated redneck, Dan Ellison. The show about everything and nothing at all. We talk a lot about the kingdom here and we talk a lot about what most churches are afraid to talk about or don't even know to talk about, which is what the first century church was really doing. But just talking about it is not enough. We encourage everybody to join us uh, in their local neighborhoods, in their local communities, to find out more about what they can do to seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness gather with others who are already starting this road or starting to turn around and do things differently. Join us on thelivingnetwork.org or at hisholychurch.org. Go to the network links or go to preparingyou.com. Join the network there. It's all the same. And we'll try to hook you up with people in your local area. They will not be perfect. They don't walk on water. They are not necessarily saints. But they are talking about seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And join us on Facebook. 
Facebook.com, His Holy Church, all one word. Join us there. We'll give you updates so you can start doing some studying and thinking about these things and start looking into these things for yourselves. But it's just not enough to sit and listen or to talk about or to say. You must become a doer of the word. Please check out the Barefoot is Legal radio show right here on Saturdays, 1.30 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Time, that is 10.30 a.m. to noon Pacific Time, as we show you all about your barefoot rights and living a barefoot lifestyle. And for more information about the 501c3 nonprofit Barefoot is Legal, please check out barefootislegal.org. All right, welcome back, you guys. I do have the link now for the How to Win in Court course. If you are a new listener, the reason I strongly recommend taking this course, if you are a freedom fighter, a liberty lover, um, and especially if you are someone entering into what I lovingly call PMA land, um, basically if you're if you're starting your own PMA, it is vital to know what your rights are and how to defend them. No, it's no one else's job or responsibility to do that except for ourselves. And that's beauty and also the pain of taking back our rights is, um, you know, with knowledge comes great responsibility kind of thing. <laughs> um, so the How to Win in Court course was started and created by Dr. Frederick Graves. He's also been in law for a very long time. And he realized that people deserve to know how the system works. It should not be just for those who went to law school. And and also, it's scary to represent yourself when you don't know how, how it all works. So he put this course together. To access the course, it's, um, I think, like 230 or 280 bucks for a full year access. You get an honorary Juris Doctorate afterwards, and it really helps prepare you. Um, to access it, you can go to howtowinincourt.com, question mark, refer code, equals sign SH0024. Again, that's S as in Samuel. I guess I don't remember my uh, my names for those. And H, like Heather. 0024 howtowinincourt.com question mark refer code equals sign sh0024 before the break we were talking about dr sherry tenpenny and having her medical license indefinitely suspended by the ohio medical board and how it's just a circus over there and really everywhere this is just small representation of what's happening everywhere in many of the court systems, especially against those who want to retain and and enjoy their freedoms and liberties. If you want to read the entire article that Dr. Tenpenny wrote, you can go to doctor, like dr, doctor tenpenny.substack.com backslash p backslash, and then the following words are have hyphens between all the words. So the Ohio Medical Board hearing. But if you just go to Dr. Tenpenny, like, let's see, what was it? 
drtenpenny.substack.com. You'll see the different articles, and this one was written August 13th. So two days ago, it's currently the top one on the list. Well, what does this mean for us? This is kind of where we're taking segment two is how does this impact us? What does it mean to us? And what do we do about it? And that's kind of where I come in. First, though, I want to remind everyone what our Declaration of Independence says. I am not going to be reading the entire thing. I'm only going to be reading the first two paragraphs and really not even the full two paragraphs. The unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume the powers of the earth, the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. So what they're saying here is because of our natural God-given rights, And because we have been bonded to England and the King of England for so sinking long and his, um, you know, basically behavior, we have to call it out to be able to declare ourselves separate from that. (laughs) That's basically what they're saying. So then the next part that I, that we've all heard probably ad nauseum again, but this is the important part and how it ties into the topics of the day. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So I'm going to stop it there because that's, that's what we're talking about here is life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Where in the Declaration or the Constitution or your state constitution does it say you need to have a permission slip from the government for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? Where does it say that these things are a privilege given to you if you behave well, so says Big Brother government? Nowhere, you guys. Absolutely nowhere In these documents, does it say that you need a permission slip from the government to serve the people of God here on earth according to your God-given purpose? Not a stinking place, you guys. I want you to remember this because we must stop asking for permission to do things. We must Stop looking for the nod of approval, the thumbs from Big Brother, from these three four-letter entities, to say that we're allowed to do something. You and I both have the right to read a book, to read anything on the Internet, because we know there's a bucket load of resources legitimate resources on the internet. You can find research studies and medical studies. You can find the Declaration of Independence on the internet. Does that make the Declaration of Independence 
uh, misinformation because it's on the internet? No. So don't let people talk down to you or make you think badly of yourself for not having that permission slip, for not having those letters behind your name. I went through this back in 2014, 2015. Now, I've been studying essential oils and aromatherapy for a decade now. I should have, if I had gone through the proper, you know, pathways, I should have at least a couple more letters behind my name if I were into that to prove that I know what I know. But I, in my heart and in every fiber of my being, I know that I do not need those letters. I do not need that permission slip to know what I know and to do what I do with that knowledge. And so that's where what I do comes in. As a PMA advisor, private membership or a private member association advisor, I help people take back these rights, take back their God-given purpose so that they can serve people according to their purpose, not according to what Big Brother says they're allowed to do. And especially in the medical field, we know that hundreds, not just a couple here and there, hundreds of doctors and now nurses, so it's probably in the thousands now actually, hundreds if not thousands of doctors and medical professionals have been largely discriminated against, had their licenses revoked, not allowed, quote unquote, not allowed to work in their field of choice, serving people, serving the people of this world, because they did not comply. They were not obedient to Big Brother, and they did not do what they were told. They did not blindly follow and listen, and so they are being punished. But the saddest part is they didn't even, most of them, didn't even know there was another option. Because that's what's being forced down their throats is the singular option for how to conduct business, how to do our job, how to be in the health and wellness industry, you know, helping heal people. We're taught and we're told that there's only one path and that the only correct path is to go to medical school, to, you know, get your medical license, to work in the, you know, public medical field in a hospital or, or, you know, a a public domain clinic. And it's not that simple. There are so many more options. In fact, I've worked with a lot of people from chiropractors to people who do quote unquote alternative health and wellness um, to nurses and um, trying to think of actually if I've worked with any doctors directly yet or not. Um, I don't remember. I've worked with a lot of people, though, in all sorts of different health arenas. And what we do is we help them either set up private health associations or private healing or or medical ministries or wellness ministries. Um, You can call it really whatever you want. A lot of them believe they have a God-given purpose to heal the people of the world based on the knowledge God provided for them. And so if that is their purpose in life, 
it's also their personal private ministry. It's how God designed them to serve the world and really to serve God. And to really be in alignment and to fulfill that purpose, being able to set up your own private ministry is is gold. And so I want to give you a little bit of information about PMAs. Um, I'm not going to do my full introduction because for those who are interested, I'd, I'd like to, you know, do this more one-on-one so I can really support you and serve you. Plus, I already have recorded a webinar that's only 25 minutes long. I don't want to rehash that entire thing. And you don't need me to either. If this is something you're interested about, you know, we'll have the conversation. Um, You can watch that 25-minute webinar that gives a really solid foundation. So what I'm looking at is just giving base, giving the ideas and the concepts Do you have a better idea of what this is and how it works? So when we're looking at starting our own unincorporated ministry, we need to realize that this is how we fulfill our God-given purpose, serving others, and it's our simple path to protecting our rights because we know we have a right to privacy. We're already familiar with that right most intimately because in the privacy of our own home, in our bedroom, or in our living room or whatever, like we get to have the conversations we want to have. We get to do what we want to do in that privacy. We also need to know that we can opt out of this public domain system because for generations we've been unknowingly opted into the public domain and we really need to like nullify the assumption and presumption that that's where we are continuing to function. But how do we opt out? The main thing is first knowing the hierarchy of law and that scriptural authority, especially if you're a Christian, but if you have any sacred text that you follow and any higher power or creator that you believe in, that that scriptural authority is what is at the top of the food chain or the pyramid of the hierarchy of law. Because if you believe there's a creator out there, which I do, I believe, you know, God created heaven and earth and all of us in it. That means we are not the top of the food chain. It means God is. And then God gave us our, you know, we were born with these natural God-given rights. And then 200 years ago or whatever, we created state constitutions and thus we created state governments. From there, our state, you know, our, our representatives went on from the original 13 colonies, they went on to create the the, the um, Constitution of the United States of America. And through that, the United States government was created. The U.S. government did not come first and then create the Constitution. So the U.S. government is really actually the bottom of the food chain, and the president is really the bottom of the totem pole. So we have this whole thing flipped, turned upside down, and it's really important to know that it ha- it's really backwards, and we need to take it back to its original design and original intent. This path of, of taking back our rights, there is a huge level of self-responsibility that comes with it. And like I said a few minutes ago, to not only know what your rights are, but how to protect them. 
I'm going to invite you to look up Marbury versus Madison. I will give a summary of it, um, of the main part of the case in the quotation that everyone hears, but I invite you to look it up. It says, essential to all written constitutions, that a law repugnant to the Constitution is void, and that courts, as well as other departments, let's see what it was, as well as other departments, are bound by that instrument. I paused because I was going to add after departments, but I didn't want to mess up the quotation. So it says courts, other departments, I'm also going to add, in addition to the other departments, it's sort of implied in there, other regulatory agencies, because they were all unlawfully created by the government, and thus they are also subject to this law as well. Another part of taking back your rights is really knowing your purpose is what you're doing or what you want to do in life in alignment with your God-given purpose. And if it is, that's your personal private ministry because all ministry really is, is serving others according to your higher purpose. And the definition of faith is nothing more than a, uh, a firmly or strongly held belief. So as long as you have those components, you have your personal private ministry. And that's the important part, especially for families that want to, you know, as a, as a family unit, branch out. Something else I want to add is that our purpose in life has multiple aspects. For parents, educating the kids and working for yourself, as an example. So stop separating these parts of our lives as if they don't intertwine. You are not one person who is cloned to be in these different aspects of our lives. We are one person that happens to have kids and happens to work, and these things can overlap in a really beautiful way if we let it. But we need to really transform how we look at life and stop compartmentalizing ourselves into the work version of ourselves versus the parent version of ourselves versus, you know, the friend version of ourselves. And just own who we are as a person, as a whole person with multiple aspects or multiple facets. Think of it like a diamond. One diamond has so many facets, and that's what makes it sparkle. Anyone who's done any amount of self-development or personal development or even professional development has probably heard a similar analogy. But it, it rings so true, and that's why I do like to use it. So with the fact that we have multiple aspects and multiple facets to our lives, another reason I really advocate and strongly recommend going the ministry route is that you can kind of have this umbrella ministry and multiple projects within it. So in a really traditional sense, a church has Sunday service. It has Sunday school. It has Bible studies. And it has feeding the homeless, right? All of these different things under the umbrella of the church. And our ministries are the same way. Ministries and churches really 
if you get out of the religious aspect and back to the spiritual aspect, ministry and church really are synonymous. They really are the same thing because they're serving people according to their firmly or strongly held belief. And that usually includes multiple ways to serve people. Something else that I want to share from my presentation, so I will pull it up here quick, is a little bit of um, case law. So we know that we're protected. These rights are protected by the Constitution. And that's something really important. I want people to note and to remember. The Constitutions, our state or the U.S. Constitution, they do not give us our rights. That would be a privilege. They protect our rights, the rights that we already have that we retain, we keep. They are, are ours. That's a tongue twister. They are ours. Just a few of the amendments that protect our rights are the 1st, 4th, 5th, ninth, 10th, and 14th Amendments. The 14th Amendment especially, people need to realize and remember, the 4th Amendment, even though it does say we're subject to the government, it also means that the government can't deprive a person's life, liberty, or property without due process. You know what? That is precisely what they have tried to do and are attempting to accomplish with Dr. Tenpenny. And that's exactly what we need to rely on to protect and defend our rights and take them back. As soon as I found out about Dr. Tenpenny, everywhere on Facebook and other social media where I saw this being shared or this news being shared, I commented saying this is precisely why we need to get all of ourselves as well as all of our favorite people, and by that I'm referring to Tenpenny and you know these other leaders in in the freedom movement into the private domain away from the greedy hands of Big Brother. We need to basically. Um, oh, hang on. There's a word. There's a word. I was just looking at. We need to abdicate or or renunciate our licenses. And go back to relying on our degrees, or even if we don't have a degree, our years of experience and knowledge and wisdom and education, even if it's self-education. We need to go back to what, we, what I call and what I've heard being called relationship marketing, working with people that we know, that we like, and that we trust. And that means building a relationship first. Going to the doctor should not just be like being a number on in a ticket line. Your doctors, whoever you work with, should know you, know who you are, know how you are. And that's why the sick care system, because I no longer subscribe to it being called a health care system, the sick care system is not designed to personalize. It's designed to be a cookie cutter, one size fits all. And we know that nothing in life is one size fits all. And so we need to get back to root causes. We need to get back to the root of how we are as humans. 
We need to renounce those licenses and reestablish ourselves in the protection of the private domain. And what that looks like is creating this alternative system. I call it parallel but better system. Eventually, we will make it so that the current system becomes obsolete and no longer needed. But that means that we have to stand up, stand strong, and take action. Action looks like getting into the private domain, getting out of the hands of the government, opting out of their systems. That includes their insurance systems, too, which is very hard. I get it. But you know what? Doctors are going to be able to charge less and do more when they don't have to constantly deal with insurance. I just watched a video last night of a doctor talking about um, how she ditched accepting insurance because it was costing her so much of her personal time having to deal with appeals to make her... um, her services covered for her clients, that it was costing her more than it was benefiting her. And so, oh, my printer's possessed. And so she ditched insurance and was able to start charging less because she didn't have to pay out to the insurance and she also didn't have to spend more time dealing with the insurance and then have to find a way to compensate her time. So things are going to end up costing a lot less. So that's that's kind of my main point. The other thing I want to point out from my um, main PMA presentation is the case law, like I said. And the one that I really want to specifically hone in on is Hale versus Henkel. And Henkel is H-E-N-K-E-L. It says, no private citizen owes any duty or obligation to the state or to his neighbor to disclose his private business. It should not be the government's business if you seek medical care, who you seek it from, what you have done, what you take, what you use. It should not be their business. Um, if you pay your son to help you with your business, if you pay yourself from your business or from your ministry or for any service that you provide or work that you do for anybody, it is not their business and we need to stop making it their business. They've taken an inch and we've let them, or we've given them an inch and they've taken a mile and we've let them do it for a perceived sense of protection and safety that is not really there. Now, I get this whole freedom thing, there are some disadvantages. The disadvantages mostly pertain to the work it takes to taking the work it takes to take back self-responsibility. It means spending time studying and unlearning to relearn Truth, the capital T. It means having to uncondition ourselves about the public domain regulations and what we were taught is right and true and correct and relearn what is actually right and true and correct. It means that your network, your community at first won't 
understand and they might even be concerned about what you're doing. But the more that we spend time knowing our rights and knowing how to find these resources and this information, the more commonly we can communicate with our network and help them understand and see that what we're doing is really what we all should be doing. So those are really the disadvantages. I say it with tongue in cheek, or um, yeah, with tongue in cheek when I give the presentation because there really aren't actual disadvantages to doing this. The main ones are just that people won't understand at first. And sometimes that is a really big hurdle to overcome. All right. Uh, let's see. I want to cover one last thing about PMAs and then I'm going to transition in this last segment. Originally today, I wanted to cover how to replacement buy in our homes, things that we're using for cleaning, things that we use for personal care, and how to take take back what we put on and in our bodies so that we can also protect and defend our health and wellness. So we don't need to rely on the public domain system as much because we're staying healthier. So I'm going to cut to a commercial, and then when we come back, we're going to have about 20 to 25 minutes of why is my pressure possessed? Um, we're going to have about 20 to 25 minutes of talking about looking at ingredients, how to replacement buy, what things to look for for greenwashing, and all that jazz. Before we do that, I want to share my email address and a link um if you are interested in starting a PMA, if you feel like this is where you're being led, if this is the right path for you and you're not sure, you want some more information, please, please, please feel free to check out the link go.livingwithfreedom.org backslash PMA. That link will give you access to both my 10-minute introduction as well as a 25-minute webinar on PMAs. If you have questions or if you feel like this is the path you want to go down, you want to figure out how to get started, how to do this, how to work with me, feel free to send me an email at livingwithfreedom at protonmail.com. So it's the words living with freedom, no capitalizations, no hyphens, no symbols at all. Living with freedom at P-R-O-T-O-N mail.com. So proton, like the little cell, like the little protons and electrons for chemistry. So it's protonmail.com. All right. Here is the commercial break. Hello, Freedomizers. I am Broccoli Man. When I am not fighting crime, I listen to the Proof Negative radio show. I am the Wire Ripper. Not only do I forbid you to listen to Freedomizer Radio and the Proof Negative Radio Show, I am going to demand you wear a mask and get your naked body scan. We need to protect the One World Government. You getting the real information hurts a crime syndicate. Do not listen to Proof Negative. You must now disrobe this instant so I can check your person for a constitution or cash money. Anyway, listen to Proof Negative on Freedomizer Radio. Weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern. 
6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. FreedomizerRadio.com Please check out the Barefoot is Legal radio show right here on Saturdays, 1.30 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Time, that is 10.30 a.m. to noon Pacific Time, as we show you all about your barefoot rights and living a barefoot lifestyle. And for more information about the 501c3 nonprofit Barefoot is Legal, please check out barefootislegal.org. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever and whenever you're tuning in from, my fellow Liberty lovers. This is Amber S. from Living with Freedom Ministries, reminding you to tune in on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific Time, for the Living with Freedom show, where we'll embrace what living with freedom can look like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and in everyday life. That's 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific, here on Freedomizer Radio. All right, so that last one I tried to click on did not work and didn't load. So I'm going to skip ahead and share with you a little bit about one of my favorite resources for clean hair products. Um, I am going to share that, but talk about replacement buying. And the reason is, is I want to forget it. <laughs> I plan on talking a lot about the ingredients that we want to avoid, why we want to avoid them. And I will share a few resources that I love for replacement buying. And particularly for hair care, I was using a hair care product that was a very clean company. And it was really disappointing and frustrating that um, I continued to struggle with, you know, weakened hair health, more greasy hair, um, serious dandruff, itchy, dry scalp kind of stuff. And so I wanted to, if, I finally gave up, honestly. I finally got so frustrated. I gave up using this um, shampoo and conditioner that I'd been using for almost a decade. And I needed to switch and use something that was a little bit more natural, a little bit more healthy and supporting for my health and wellness. And that is using Tall Organic. I'm also trying to find... Um, where I shared some information about it previously. But anyways, Tall Organic, um, they have a, a series of products. They do have some skincare products now too, not just for hair care, but that's kind of where I fell in love with them. I love their hair care. It's not your traditional shampoo and conditioner. What it is is this common, this blend of powders, uh, this herbal blend of powders, and you just add water to the amount that you need for your hair and then you um, one of them is cleanseful and that one you put on kind of like a paste a little bit more like shampoo more on your scalp and you scrub it in um, a little bit more like shampoo but it also does a lot of moisturizing so that's why I really really love it I am struggling to find my notes from before so anyways the other one that they have is uh, Nourish Grow. And Nourish Grow, I believe, is both the powder as well as the serum. The powder, you hydrate and then you really dilute. You make it more of like a rinse. Uh, you may have seen, especially if you're into a lot of um, 
cosmetic or or health and beauty kind of stuff. You might have seen a lot of people doing what's called like plopping, I think it's what it's called. I haven't done it yet, but you basically just kind of submerge your hair into a body of water, like a, a bowl of water or maybe in the bathtub if you're, you know, flexible enough to make that happen. But you basically just submerge your hair into this water. Some people will put like conditioner and just kind of swish it around so that it's heavily diluted conditioner. But anyway, so it's it's a rinse for your hair and it's got all of these nutrients to help your hair and your scalp health. I tend to have really thick, very wavy hair, um, borderline curly, and it was just in really, really poor health. And I noticed significant amounts of growth in a very short time. Um, I've had to get myself a couple trims um, just in starting at the beginning of the summer, and I will tell you, the the scalp issues I was having, completely gone. And I'm not saying this to diagnose, cure, treat, anything. I'm just sharing my personal experience. I was having some scalp challenges, and this stuff made my body stop having those challenges. So it was pretty friggin' awesome. Tall is T-H-A-L, organic. And it's tallorganics.com. You can use the discount code AMBER20 to get a 20% off your first purchase. And I highly recommend. She's got, um, I'm actually friends with the owner, and she she got me hooked up with the things that she thought was going to be really helpful for me. And she was right. She's got a couple of different packages to, like, kind of get you started, like a starter kit. Um, I hate to say that because this is not you know, um, network marketing at all. It's it's just an affiliate link. Um, but she has this little starter kit of the Nourish Grow and the Cleanseful as well as the Moisture Lock Serum for after you do your shower as well as one of those little silicone scalp massagers and a microfiber hair towel. And I had none of those things before. <laughs> and I will tell you that... I'm going to say stupid, even though it's not. That stupid little silicone scalp massager, I don't know why people don't live with one of those, like, uh, mechanized rubbing their scalp all freaking day long because it feels so darn good. So, anyways, that is a very shameless plug for one of my friend's companies and truly a phenomenal product, really taking back our hair care in a more natural way, more the way things were designed to work rather than stripping our scalp of its natural oils to heal and um, help protect our hair and our scalp. Um, So it's just truly amazing. All right. That was a long shameless plug. (laughs) So we're going to move on. I'm mostly going to be sharing from this book called Living Balanced, Healthy Mind and Body Reference Guide by Stacey Kimbrell. Her name is S-T-A-C-E-Y. Um, A is her middle initial. And then K-I-M-B-R-E-L-L is her last name, Stacy Kimbrell. You can find this book and her other resources at livinganointed.com. I have, let's see, it says it's the revised version. I do not, let's see, I could probably look at the copyright date. That would be smart. 
Um, so I have what looks to be the 2012 edition, and I am positive that she has added to it and modified it throughout the years. I just want to read first a little bit about the contents, the table of contents. So really there's only three main chapters in this book. It's set up more like a workbook, um, size and shape wise. Um, there's definitely a lot, a lot of places that you can take notes and, you know, highlight things. So chapter one is the cause, like what is causing us to be unhealthy or not experience wellness? And here are kind of the subcategories. Um, are you going to eat that? Uh, the bad and terrible sugar. What's wrong with my cooking oil? Yummy soda pop. Uh, hot dogs and nitrates. Why French fries don't mold. What's in your milk? What is soy? MSGs. So a lot of the, oh, and the effects of aspartame. So there's more, even in just in chapter one. Um, and I will go into some of the stuff in chapter one, but you guys, MSGs and aspartame. Oh my goodness. If we just ditched those two things, we would help ourselves so incredibly much. Um, chapter two is the effect. So kind of like what effect these bad things have on our body. And then chapter three is the solution sharing a lot of things, a lot of products and resources are from um, Young Living Essential Oils. I do love their products. I do recommend quite a few of them, including their cleaning supplies. So that is actually going to be one of the things I recommend publicly. Um, I do not, you know, share the affiliate link anymore. I, I love so many different products from so many companies that I am just a sharer of information when I'm speaking through my ministry, if any of these things are something of interest and it's something that I don't share publicly through my ministry, please feel free to reach out and I will like reroute you to the um, distributor version of myself where I can then share those resources. But here, this is a quote unquote safe space to talk about all of the things. So here I am, Amber S. I am just, a person who happens to love a product. I am not a salesperson here. Um, chapter three, like I said, is the solutions taking back. She also talks about coconut oil and olive oil. And you guys heard me talk about those um, a couple episodes back when we were talking about, um, you know, healthy food. So I'm going to touch on just a couple of these. And primarily I'm going to talk about MSG as well as aspartame. Um, while I'm here, though, I just flipped open to neurotoxins. Um, this is huge. I'm only giving like the tiniest little tidbit snippet from the book. And again, the book is Living Balanced by Stacey A. Kimbrell. She says, neurotoxins. These cause neurological damage, affect brain development, alter functions and behavioral changes, dizziness, headaches, epileptic-like seizure, seizures, itching, nausea, nervous system, and reproductive disorders, high blood pressure, and also pass from pregnant mothers to their unborn child. And then I'm just going to give a, a read through a part of the list of examples of neurotoxins. There's probably 50 things here, and I'm only going to read a few of them. Uh, lead, aluminum, mercury, 
aspartame, um, sucralose, uh, let's see, Truvia, monosodium glutamate or MSG. Um, MSG also has several other names that we really should be aware of, which include um, like autolyzed yeast, basically any yeast that's not just regular yeast. If it's some kind of processed yeast and has a qualifier to the name of it, um, or like yeast food, yeast extract, it's MSG, monosodium glutamate. So these things are neurotoxins, you guys. We don't want this in our food and in our bodies. And they're like really bad, really, 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 really bad. All right. Um, here's some more additives that often contain MSGs. Um, anything that's enzyme modified, anything that's quote unquote fermented, which sucks, you guys, because fermented foods are supposed to be really good for us. Um, barley malt, bullion, and broth, carrageenan, um, malt extract, maltodextrin, um, quote unquote natural flavorings of basically anything, but particularly the meats, um, any of the soy protein stuff, um, soy sauce extract, anything that's a whey protein or um, whey protein concentrate or isolate, all of those things often contain MSGs or create it during the processing. So why why do we need to avoid MSG? It's an excitotoxin. Um, so what happens is that it tends to cause a lot of uncomfortable reactions. I already read a lot of them, but these also include heart palpitations, um, alcoholism it can lead to, it can lead to cardiac irregularities, addictions, asthma, um, gastrointestinal and reproductive issues. So if you're already dealing with fertility issues, MSG can be a contributor. Holy moly, right? Like, this is just disgusting. And this list has, gosh, probably 50 different health issues that, um, you know, are known reactions, even hypoglycemia. And that's actually something that my family and I all tend to deal with is hypoglycemia. If you're not familiar with it, it's an easy way to describe it. It's, is it's sort of like the opposite of diabetes. Our systems put out too much glucose or insulin. I can never remember. Our bodies put out too much and then we crash. Whereas in diabetics, our, their bodies don't put out enough, right? And so it can even mimic that. It can mimic multiple sclerosis, um, the reactions to MSG. So you don't want it. It's a really, really bad thing. So as you're reading labels, it does at first feel very, very burdensome to have to like freaking carry around a book to look up what all of these different ingredients um, ingredients are and what they actually mean. But when you get the hang of it, it feels so freeing to realize, oh, that's junk, that's junk, that's junk. A lot of people in the health and wellness world say your best option is to shop the perimeter of the grocery store because that's where your fresh produce <coughs> excuse me and your fresh meats are going to be 
that's where you need to be gravitating is the fresh fruits, the fresh meats. If you eat dairy or, or at least butter, you know, that's also on the perimeter. Um, so the more you can stay to whole raw foods, the better, because then they're not going to have these nasty ingredients. Um, aspartame also tends to mimic MS and a lot of other things. Uh, let's see. It can impact your eyes with blindness or decreased vision. It can impact your ears. It can um, be uh, impact your neurologic systems like seizures, stirring of speech, cause skin and allergy issues. Um, man, it's just a lot. I I even hate reading this list because it can feel so depressing and really actually quite frightening. One of the worst things about aspartame, and it, I'm guessing it has a, um, aluminum in it, is it can mimic, trigger, or cause things like Alzheimer's and um, other, other memory issues that are so debilitating. I mean, this whole list, there's not only memory issues or, you know, mental issues, but, um, the list here is really bad. We'll just put it that way, really bad. So how do we avoid this stuff? Well, the first thing I said is shop around the perimeter of the store. The more that you can focus on a whole raw food diet, now I'm not saying we're eating raw meat, but buying it raw and preparing it yourself. But the more you can focus on a whole raw diet, the better. And there's actually a lot of ways that you can mimic some of your favorite sauces and, and you know, favorite ingredients, favorite recipes um, on the Internet. It's become a very popular thing like um, TGI Fridays. Uh, I'm trying to think of my favorite chicken and shrimp copycat. So if you want to find copycat recipes to make homemade, you can do that today thanks to the Internet. Now, when it comes to our cleaning products, um, phthalates, sodium lauryl sulfate, these are all really toxic chemical um, abrasive, you know, ingredients, chemicals. And they're so toxic. And it really takes away our right to live and enjoy a happy, healthy life. I mean, when you really think about how toxic these things are, you realize that Indirectly, they're taking away our right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness because they're taking away our ability to enjoy life by being sick, by causing these sicknesses and these health issues. But to prove that is is darn near impossible. So some of the things that I highly recommend, switch to vinegar for virtually all of your cleaning needs. It is very cheap. You can still dilute it even more than what you get in a jug at the grocery store. Just white vinegar. Um, I love apple cider vinegar for more topical and and internal, you know, uses. But plain old white vinegar for cleaning, um, you can put it in a bucket for mopping. You can put it in a spray bottle for cleaning most surfaces. I know that if you have certain stone for your cap, um, for your counters or for your floors, vinegar can be, oh, what's the word? Not abrasive. 
um, can like kind of dissolve it, uh, eat away at it. Oh my goodness, words. <laughs> so, you know, vinegar, if you have those things, you might want to be a little bit careful. But for most surfaces in most homes, vinegar is an amazing, amazing cleaner. Um, I've used coconut oil in or olive oil instead of, you know, wood polish. It really helps hydrate. It's nature-based. Um, so it provides a lot of nourishment for your wood uh, furniture without being toxic with artificial ingredients or petrochemicals, which is the plastic or, or you know, the oil products. So it's a great one. Coconut oil is kind of like, if you've seen my big fat Greek wedding, the dad of the bride, um, he uses Windex on everything. And it's, it's just supposed to be a joke. But in real life, coconut oil is kind of the equivalent to Windex. You can use it for virtually everything. You can use coconut oil to get off the sticky residue from stickers. Or if you have like pine sap on your hands and it's sticky, um, if you work with uh, mechanics and you're, you come back, back from work and your hands are just black and greasy and just disgusting, coconut oil helps dissolve that. It's amazing at that kind of stuff. Um, adding a drop or two of lemon oil to it also helps eat away at those petrochemicals to really help clean. Um, I also do um, a deep conditioner sometimes in my hair with coconut oil. I don't do it a lot because it can sort of have the opposite effect by not allowing like actual moisture in. Um, but if I really need to like smooth out my hair and get it tamed back down, I will do a deep conditioner with coconut oil, especially if you're getting organic unrefined coconut oil. It still has all of its healing and natural properties. Um, you can also cook with it. Now, unrefined coconut oil does still have a very sweet taste to it. And so if you're making like scrambled eggs, I would not use coconut oil. I would use avocado oil. Um, both of them have a very high like smoke point so they can tolerate heat before they, you know, go bad. But if you're doing a lot of other cooking or baking, coconut oil is fantastic and it adds some of those healing, you know, properties to it. Something else I've not talked about yet with coconut oil is what I what's called oil pulling. So if you're not familiar with oil pulling, it goes back to Ayurvedic medicine. And what it does is you basically gently swish one to two teaspoons, um, something like that. Uh, sometimes I'll add an essential oil like, like Young Living Steve's or orange oil to just add some taste to it. You do not swish like you would a regular mouthwash, though, because you will wear your mouth out. What you're supposed to do, and I've done this for many years now, is pretty much right away in the morning, you put like one, two teaspoons of coconut oil in your mouth, and you do this gentle, slow, like chewing motion. And what it does is it literally helps remove and pull out toxins and bacteria in your mouth. And then... You actually want to do this. You want to build up to do this for about 15 to 20 minutes. If you don't do it for at least like 15 minutes, you won't really pull out what you could be pulling out. But after about 20 minutes, apparently it 
kind of has reached its max in your mouth could start to reabsorb some of those toxins and stuff. So there's a sweet spot, 15 to 20 minutes. And then because coconut oil that's unrefined does solidify at, I think it's like 75 degrees, and obviously your body's warmer than that, so it liquefies. But you don't want to spit it down the drain because somewhere in your drain pipes it will re-solidify because it gets cool enough and you will clog your pipes. <laughs> so you want to spit it in the garbage can. And then what I like to do is I like to quick swish one to two times with very warm water to get the rest of it out. And then I will brush like normal. I will also sometimes add bentonite clay to my toothpaste when I brush because it can be remineralizing, which unfortunately mainstream dentistry does not say it's possible to remineralize your teeth. Um, But I have heard so many testimonies of people doing that. Um, but <clears throat> bentonite clay is another one of those things that has a lot of really good healing properties. I don't remember most of them, but it does have a very like cleansing effect too. So a lot of people will use it in like a face mask. Um, I primarily use it like either in the garden to deter certain pests or to help like remineralize for, for oral health. So those are some of my favorites. Um, I already mentioned that I love to use Steve's household cleaner. It is very concentrated, so you can use either like a one to two capfuls up to like one to two ounces for certain dilutions for cleaning purposes. Um, and it works so good and it smells fantastic. I am highly sensitive to chemicals. And so I can tell, <coughs> I can tell if something's, have chemicals used in it or on it uh, from laundry detergent to your household cleaning products and it sucks I hate being so sensitive but I'm also grateful because it's my body telling me that there's something that is not good for it in my environment so I will start to get stuffy I will sneeze I will um, just kind of have this overall repulsion reaction I'll get headaches I'll cough Um, I do not react well to chemicals. So once you start to move away from them and cleanse your body and kind of detox from using all of them in your life, you'll, you'll start to realize how toxified and how desensitized we've become to all of that. Um, in terms of cleaning, I'm going to go back to vinegar for a minute before we wrap up. You can do so much with literally these two ingredients, vinegar and coconut oil, um, and add baking soda in there too. Most of us know you can use it as a, as a, you know, comet replacement for a sink scrub and things like that. But vinegar has some other benefits. You can even wash your laundry in it. If your laundry is pretty grimy, yeah, you're still going to want to find a clean laundry detergent, but I started out using vinegar just as a fabric softener. Yeah, you heard me right. Um, Vinegar is an amazing fabric softener. You can do a lot of good things with it in addition to that. But your laundry does not come out smelling like vinegar, which is beautiful. Uh, So it's cheaper and it's way healthier than those uh, downy or balanced 
uh, the things you put in the dryer. Oh, the bounce sheet, you know. It's so much healthier than that. So highly recommend doing that. Um, there's a lot more we could get into. But those are the basics. This is segment three. And thank you so much, you guys, for tuning in to Living With Freedom Radio. I realize that my clock is a little bit off from the radio's clock. So I'm going to wrap it up. Today we talked about Dr. Tenpenny and how she was wrongfully and unjustly uh, or how she unwrought, hmm, she had her medical license indefinitely suspended. <laughs> it was wrong. And we also talked about what we can do as an alternative, which is get into the private domain with a private member association that is unincorporated to do our health and wellness with people and serve the people of this earth in a way that we feel in alignment with. And then in segment three, we also talked about how we can start to avoid toxins in our environment, in our homes, and what to replace it with so that we can take back our health and wellness so we don't need to rely on the public domain to, you know, deal with our sick care. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific, to listen to the Living With Freedom show. And this is Amber S., and I will catch you guys next week. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, forward, limited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.